It's Thursday, which means it's another run of essential songs of a particular year selected by Bill Hughes, who joins me. Last week, Bill, the word foot tapping, uh, I saw where it came from. It was just fabulous. I mean, there was Elvis, there was the Drifters, and there was... Uh, Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison. I mean, what a trio. It was a good trio. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping your feet are going to be tapping again today now. Right. We have to come forward. We have to come forward. Not very far. Uh, we're coming forward 22 years. 82? 82. All right, okay. I'll probably remember something about Oh, you should, you should. Yeah. You'll certainly remember the first one. Really? Yeah. If okay, I, If I mention me. the name of the band, Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> no? Dexy's Midnight Runners. No! And a song called Come On Eileen. No. Come on, Eileen. No. Don't tell me you don't know it. No. You'll know it the instant you hear it. I know you will because it was an international <laughs> hit. It was their second. Well, why don't we actually just play it to get it out of the way and then <laughs> your man Hughes can talk about it. It's Come On, Eileen by Dexie and the Midnight Runners.
I, I, that was indescribable rubbish. I never heard it before. I never heard it <laughs> Dixie and the Midnight Runners. I never heard it Come On Aline. Uh, because, to be honest, if I had heard that song in my life, the trauma it would have caused, I would have just wiped it from my memory. That is one of the most guaranteed floor fillers at any wedding, <laughs> at any 21st birthday party, at any office party. That is one of the happiest when? songs ever now for the last 25 years. Get you away. can get, yes. Well, that must be the reason I don't go to Christmas parties then, because Might if be. I thought they were playing that. I know, the reason you don't go is because you were created by Dickens and you're bah humbug man. So. Yeah, tell me about Dixie anyway. <laughs> okay, Dixie's Midnight Runners, the main guy is Kevin Rowland. And Kevin Rowland spent the earliest part of his life uh, in Cross Malina in County Mayo. And then his family moved to Harrow in London. Uh, he left school early. He wanted to be in the music industry. He really wanted to bring his Irish and Celtic influence. You heard the fiddle at the start there. You heard the accordion. You heard the banjo. You heard real Irish instrumentation being mixed in. And they always said they were sort of a pop band with soul influences. And I think they were a tremendous band. Uh, that was from an album called Turaye. And uh, it was one of the, the three hit albums that they had. They had 14 hit singles. They'd had a number one the year before this with Gino, which I love as well. So I'm a big Dexys. I don't have to listen to Gino. No, you don't. No, you don't. But he did base his voice. His voice was inspired by the voice of General Johnson, the chairman of the board. I don't know if you remember chairman of the board. Obviously not. But they had a huge hit called Dangling on a String, which I loved as well. So, you know. There you go. I, I, I liked Puppet on a String. I bet that you did, yeah. you dangling on a string. No, I'd say you only liked that because Sandy Shaw was in her bare feet in a little negligence, I'd say. that's Yeah, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there you go. Anyway, we'll but, be going to the next but, song. But, but, but <laughs> would you please go on to the next song? Okay. It can't be as bad. Okay, it isn't as bad. And I think this one will really appeal to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. Okay, it's by a band called Survivor. American band. Yeah. And it's The Eye of the Tiger. Now that's you oh, like you oh, like driving I songs. Yeah. I heard this in one of the Rocky films. You did, Rocky 3. It's written by Survivor guitarist Frankie Sullivan and keyboardist Jim Petterick. Frankie Sullivan? Frankie Sullivan and he used Jim to own the He used to own the Sextant pub in Cork. And it was not the same Frankie Sullivan. Oh, but right. Jim Petterick um, and they were approached, they, they were a rock band in America, they were approached by Sylvester Stallone, who was the writer and director of Rocky Three, and he asked them to come up with a song that was really with a thumping beat, yeah. with a great thing, because Freddie Mercury and Queen had turned Sylvester Stallone down oh. when he wanted to use Another One Bites the Dust as the theme song for Ricky Th- Rocky Three. And when he when Queen turned it down, Sylvester Stallone was so furious, he went out and he went to... to now, he did the guys a great favour because it became a massive international yeah, hit. Yeah, I can imagine. And it was, like, it only... It, it won the 1982 Grammy Award for Best Rock Performance by a duo or a group with vocal... And it was the second biggest selling single in 1982. And the reason I don't have the biggest selling single is because it was a spillover from 1981. 
Um, and that was Let's Get Physical with Olivia Newton-John. Do you remember that one? Oh, very she, well. Of course you do, because she was wearing a headband and she was the, No, because <laughs> uh, my youngest daughter used to sing all these songs from Greece when she was about six. And she'd say, did you get it last night? Did you put up a fight? Yeah. And I used to be hysterical at this <laughs> six-year-old singing this kind well, of that's, stuff. Well, yeah, that, that's from Greece, but that's not... Let's Get Physical is, is Olivia Newton-John's later Doesn't matter. It's, a later it's the same kind of stuff. <laughs> um, um, but the the songwriter Petrick, um, I mean, he's gone on and he's co-written songs for uh, Leonard Skinner and Cheap Trick, Sammy Hagar, Van Zant. Uh, he's even written for Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys now, and is, for the Beach Boys. Is Van Zant the fellow who stars in Lilyhammer? No, Van Zant is in was in Sopranos and starred in Lily. Did he? Hammer, okay, I didn't the know. The Norwegian that. drama. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, then you're teaching me something I didn't know. Yeah. And he's in the Bruce Springsteen band. He's in the Bruce Springsteen band, the E Street band. All yes. right, so can we get to this? Because okay. I'm a bit excited. Now. Eye of the Tiger. Even though I hate boxing, I hate Stallone, and I hate Rocky movies, I like the song.
Oh, yeah. The Eye of the Tiger by Survivor, was it? Yep. Sure. Um, they, there was a David Niven movie, funnily enough, which had Tiger in it as well, but I can't remember, uh, where he was uh, uh, looking after a young Asian boy. And the Asian boy, he used telling porky pies about his career that he never had in the army. And then they were kidnapped and he had to he had to be a hero. But I loved that song. I really liked it. Oh, good, good. Well, Best well. part of the Rocky movies. The fella I didn't really like at all in the Rocky movies. Do you remember the little fat fella who was like his brother or something? Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. Um, Buddy something, wasn't it? Uh, Paulie. Uh, Paulie, yeah. Yeah. But... Buddy, I'm trying to remember what his name was, the actor's name, but he was great. He was Bert great. Young. I Bert didn't like Young. him. Yeah. I didn't like him. All yeah. right. It, it is the essential songs of 1982, if you remember where you were. Uh, Bill Hughes selects them. And we put them up on Spotify for your edification. So we stream them on Essential Songs on the Right Hook. You can subscribe. It's all free. And all Bill Hughes' musical thoughts can be found there. Uh, Your third and last Essential Song. From 1982, one of the biggest hits of the year by a great singer, in my opinion. Her name is Dionne Warwick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay on that. And she teamed up with the Bee Gees and they wrote an album for her. And the album was Heartbreaker and the title song was Heartbreaker from the album. So this is it. And uh, written by um, Barry and Robin and Morris Gibb. Uh, Barry is the only one still with us. And Barry did the backing vocals. And then the album was just massive. But... Um, Dionne Warwick didn't like it. Oh, really? <laughs> she didn't like the song. She just thought, oh, no, it was so dreary. But as she said herself, I cried all the way to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> she said. All right. So, uh, One of the Bee Gees was married to Lulu. That was Morris. Was it? Yeah. Right. And uh, she, this was just, a, it was her most successful solo hit of the 80s. And when you think back to the career she had in the 60s with Burt Bacharach and Hal David, when she had Walk On By and Do You Know The Way To San Jose, oh, she does yeah. those fabulous songs. She is one of the 40 biggest hit makers of the entire rock era. But, you know, following all of that success, uh, in on March 22nd, 21st, in 2013, she had to file for bankruptcy. Chapter no. 7. Yeah. Because... She was completely mismanaged. Uh, her business affairs were were completely ruined and her liabilities included 7 million owed to the internal revenue for the years 1991 to 1999 and more than 3 million in business taxes owed to the state of California. And she just wasn't able to work out an agreement with the tax officials. So her attorney decided the only thing you can do, my dear, is declare bankruptcy. So, But that's tragic. Oh, it's I awful. Mean, and, and the mismanagement uh, of so many people and the mismanagement of their estates. Yeah. And you um, hear that, you know, it's when... Yeah. And, and, you know, she had a tough time because it, it, it hasn't been the happiest life for Dionne Warwick. Ah, that's sad. But she has uh, sons that she's very uh, close to they both tour with her 
as musicians, she still tours. Really? Yeah. She's been here. She's been at the concert hall. But the money's probably going to the revenue. The money's all going to the revenue. She's doing it Um, just to try and... The revenue in every country tends not to take any prisoners. You know, Mm. they're right. I mean, as far as they're concerned, it's the people's money, you know, and and you should pay it. Yeah, when I, I once said to a lawyer, you know, I was disgusted because of a business deal that had gone bad back in the... 90s and and uh, I said but I didn't know that that wasn't being dealt with properly and he said Bill ignorance is no line of defence yes, <laughs> that's right. like so poor Dion is All in right. the same boat so let's uh, Bill Hughes and Dion no no it's uh, Barry Gibb and Dion Bill Hughes is a mere proud watcher as Dion Warwick launches into a heartbreaker heartbreaker let's hear it for now
Heartbreaker with Dionne Warwick, Bill Hughes' choice, number three of Essential Songs of 1982. It sounds like a BG song, number one. It does, it? it does. And after they handed it over to her and after she did, Morris Gibb begged to take it back. Yeah. He said, that should be a BG single. Yeah. And apparently he wept about but it. But it sounds they like the Bee Gees. And oh, then yeah. the second thing is performers. Yeah. Like, don't actually recognise very often good stuff. Like, film actors have done this for, for generations. Yeah. Turned down movies or did movies that they should never have, have done. Uh, and and it, there, there's her not liking a song that fits her like a glove. Like. Absolutely. And it yeah. was such a hit for her. And she still, still didn't like it. But there you go. A bit well, like you. A bit like you. Well, given Dixie and the Dexies or whatever the heck they were at the beginning, he did improve as he went along. Uh, Bill Hughes, Central Songs of 1982, streamed on Spotify. You can go there. Essential Songs on the right hook. And it's all free. So take it on. Bill is here every Thursday at this time. And of course, God willing, he'll be here next week. Bill, thank you so much. Thanks, George. Coming up next, kickstart your business with Jared Tannum.